Welcome to the ETOP Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Walsh, best-selling author of Escape the Owner Prison. The contract's a new way to scale, regain control, and fast-track growth while loving life. Today's guest, Lisa Latimer. I'm excited for this one. This, this is going to be really fascinating. You guys are going to want to hold on and kind of sit tight for this because it's going to be great. She's really a self-awareness facilitator, okay? No, I like that. Now, what that really means is she's helping people really dial in who they are for their business and combining their private life with the balance, right? So we're going to talk about a lot of the, we're going to, I'm going to call them hangups. Okay. It's my term. I'm going to call them hangups that are keeping us from moving our business where it needs to go and really creating the, the magnificent success we can have as a business. So I'm not going to take any more time here. I'm bringing Lisa right on. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much, Richard. All right. Very good. So Lisa, kind of, Fill us in a bit. I always have my guests fill us in kind of how you got into this, you know, kind of give us a little backstory mm-hmm. here and where you're at today and what you're actually doing now. Sure. So I got started because I, I was making great progress in my career. I was an ultrasound technician and I specialized in adult echocardiography. And then I had my two children kind of back to back and my husband had a job where he, you know, things changed and he was doing mandatory overtime. So I had to be the one to sacrifice my career for a time and stay home with the kids. And in that time, you know, I kind of felt like, and I know this is a horrible way to describe, you know, staying home with children, but I kind of felt like a lion in a cage in the sense that I was sitting on my talents, I was sitting on my passion and my ability, and outside of motherhood, I stopped feeling productive, and I didn't like that feeling. You know, I'm I'm someone who's very determined to and believe that it's possible to have at least a little bit of everything that you want and achieve a, a pretty close balance in life. So I actually wrote a book, and... I took the kind of idea from this book and turned it into a coaching business. So the premise of the book being that normally we have all these separate buckets, I call them, of life that we seek fulfillment in. So for example, you'll have your uh, career or entrepreneurial bucket. You'll have your romantic relationship bucket. Um, For some of us, you'll have a parenting bucket that you seek fulfillment in your personal finances. And we chase fulfillment in these aspects of life individually. And that leaves us with, you know, a couple of buckets filling nicely and other ones that are just spilling all over the place. When we focus though on self-awareness as the larger bucket, and we make that the one thing that we're focusing on, that bucket hits a certain degree of fulfillment and it just neatly spills over into all of these other buckets of life that we seek fulfillment in. And it just, it streamlines the process basically of creating fulfillment in all aspects of life. So once I came up with that formula, I said, you know what, this is not something that I can sit on. This is something that I've really got to get out there. And so I created, you know, I started my coaching practice and and launched the book and have courses around it as well to, to really drive the importance of self-awareness home, because when I really thought about it, 99.9% of our problems, I would venture to say, come from a lack of self-awareness. Yeah, I would, I would have to concur with that. 
I think also I'd read uh, some time back, the Harvard Business Review had declared that the number one trait of entrepreneurs is self-awareness, Yeah. right? That's, that's kind of the thing they have. So, uh, and a lot of them don't realize it, right? So um, right. that's why I'm kind of fascinated with you do because you open that door much wider. Yeah. Okay. And because people don't really grasp, grasp the, the power of self-awareness. And that's what I want to talk to you about because it, it just fascinates me, you know, because it, like you said, there's so many buckets, right? There's so many things this thing's going to go into and it's right. important. And it's not, I, I don't believe it's something you can, you're not going to discover all these things on your own. Right. Right. It's very difficult. And so many times when we talk about business, right, we talk about, hacks, all these different tips related to business. But then there are those things that you have to really get out of the, you know, looking for hacks and Googleable things <laughs> type of mindset and understand that you have to do some digging within yourself and kind of excavate these, these false truths that you've been buying into and these, these self-limiting beliefs that really have a way of keeping you stuck in, in life and in business. Yeah, that's a very good point because again, tips and tricks and tactics, that's all good. But mm -hmm. as I always tell my clients too, you're your greatest company's asset. Exactly. You can have great teams, you can have great everything, but I'm telling you, you're it. So if you have your best asset, what do you want to do? Continue to invest in that asset, make that asset grow right? Like anything else, you know, and the only way you're going to do that is by focusing on yourself and making these things happen. Absolutely. And, you know, there, there are very few business ideas or business models right now that we could say are brand new or going to be brand new, never done before. So what is that standout thing in your business? What is that secret sauce in your business? It's you. <laughs> and you, that's, that's why that's one of the many reasons why self-awareness and, you know, your understanding of how you maybe present a topic differently or how your unique life experience kind of helps people relate to you more. All of this comes down to really knowing yourself and having a, real, a great grasp of who you are and what you have to offer. Yeah, it's important because there's also a lot of things that are keeping you, as we said before, those are pluses you just mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. You discover, hey, I actually communicate well this way. I'm a storyteller. You know, I get to really combine my experiences and I share those when I'm explaining something to someone. That's great. Right. You know, but then you have people who, well, you know, they, they fire in a heartbeat, right? They get mm -hmm. rid of them for the littlest thing, you know, and they don't realize why, you know, right. and, and then you got to find out what that is, you know, so you've got behaviors to change. We had yeah. mentioned before we jumped on was about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So kind of explain what that is, but it, it's a real buzzword now. You it hear is. It all the time. So yeah. you break it down and give us some reality based on what this term really means and how you address it. Right. So imposter syndrome is basically having this fear that, you know, people are going to look at you and, they're going to think that you're a phony, basically. Oh, you know, he or she doesn't have the experience that, you know, they pretend to have or, you know, oh, you know, he or she, you know, sounds a lot like somebody else, but so-and-so does it better. I, I like an imposter syndrome to kind of that first day of school 
whether it's a new semester of college and you're work, walking into the class for the first time or, you know, the first day of elementary school or the first day back at high school, you walk in the class and everyone is sitting there and you feel all those eyes on you and your head just starts, you know, just spinning and saying, oh my gosh, are they going to notice, you know, pick your security, whatever, insecurity rather, whatever your insecurity is, A, B, C, and D. And we all have our different insecurities based on our experiences. So that's what I kind of like in imposter syndrome too. Oh my gosh, they're going to, they're going to see this and they're going to see that. All of those things that you try to either compensate for or keep under wraps, you know? Um, and, and so to deal with imposter syndrome, self-awareness, like it kind of goes back to what I said before, self-awareness is huge because it's okay to do what someone else is doing. It's okay to be similar to someone else, but you have to understand that representation is huge in building other people's self-awareness. So whatever it is that you're self-conscious about, someone is going to watch and see you bringing it to the table rather than trying to cover it up. And you're going to inspire someone else's journey to kind of, instead of playing small, to kind of not be afraid to stand out. I was actually just on a call with um, a young lady who um, immigrated from from, uh, China. And she was super self-conscious about her accent and, you know, her background. And I said to her, it's wonderful that you are now in a place where you're comfortable speaking about it and you don't feel like an imposter or you're not afraid to be different because you're going to influence someone else. Someone's going to see you and say, hey, I see a little bit of that girl in me for, for whatever reason. And so really realizing that it's those unique things, a lot of times the things that you really are afraid that someone's going to pick on you for can be your strength instead of a weakness. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you also find ever that people will have an enormous amount of accomplishments, right? Mm-hmm. Like legit, you know, they've done, they've done a lot of stuff yet. They're still having that same, that same feeling. Oh, absolutely. Same, I mean, you think like no, no one in the room could, could come close to your accomplishments yet. You're feeling like you yeah. haven't done enough. Right. Absolutely. And you know, I've worked with clients and there are all sorts of reasons. So like you're saying, I've worked with people that have like enviable achievements, right? You look at them from the outside and like what's not to envy or admire about them. Yet some of those very people, those achievements that they have under their belt, sometimes those achievements don't even align with what they truly wanted. Um, So I've worked with really successful entrepreneurs who are actually, and this, you know, initially this took me a while to wrap my head around, subconsciously self-sabotaging themselves and their business because they don't feel the connection to their business that they thought that they would feel. Perhaps they didn't go into the right thing, or maybe entrepreneurship was just not for them at all. Um, and then I've also had the people that I've worked with where, you know, they've achieved a certain level of success, but now to break through to that next level, it requires them to dig deeper into those self-limiting beliefs and those false truths 
that they've done a little bit of work on and been able to make a certain degree of progress with, but now they've really got to go toe to toe with those, or they have to face new ones that they didn't even realize existed to get to that next level. You know, it's, it's a pretty common saying, like every next level requires another version of who you are. And, uh, you know, unfortunately we hit those levels sometimes or that glass ceiling that we come across and we don't realize that it's gonna take a different approach or a different, um, a different degree of effort for us to meet that next level. And we just keep on trying the same thing and think that if we try it harder or for you know more hours during the day, that that's gonna be what breaks us through to the other side. And that's not it. Self-awareness is what is going to break you through the other side of every wall that's gonna come up in every next level of your journey. And do you find do you find uh, a lot of people struggle with that? Let's say, let's say there's five levels. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're looking to get and they're on level two, mm-hmm. you know, they, they really struggle and they get to level three. And do you people, do you find people who actually literally level off or that's where they stop because they just can't do the work that's involved or is that now naturally they're, if they're coming to someone for help, they're probably going to get through. Right. right. Because they, they understand they have the awareness that they exactly. need someone to coach them. But I'm right. sure you've seen whether they've worked with you or you've seen someone in business who didn't work with someone and you've seen it, because I've seen it too, where mm-hmm. they just, that's it. And like you said, they're, they're capping the growth of the business. They're capping their, their personal income. They're right. capping their personal growth. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're not, not making things better with the family, better relationships, better networking. Everything really seems to plateau. Right. And I, I find it really interesting just talking to you about this, that that's, you can probably nail it right down to what you're talking about here, that you have to be able to have that willingness to get, really uncomfortable and start working on some pretty deep issues, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. And the depth of the issues can be a little bit scary, but also the fact that we're so on autopilot that we just don't even know a lot of times that those issues exist. And those issues could be completely unrelated to business. And you wouldn't think that an issue, say, from, um, you know, from childhood, something that happened in the classroom in grade school, you wouldn't think that something like that would affect you, the adult that you are, this mature person who's already accomplished so much that it would affect you in business, but it does. And I've seen it a million times. So I had this one young woman who uh, had has had a really difficult transition to um, when it comes to social media, doing lives and being on camera more often. And we did a bit of digging. And I mean, among other things, this fear of being seen came from just a really brutal background uh, in grade school of being bullied, grade, through, grade school through like middle school and high school, of being bullied and wishing for so many years that actually that people would unsee her, wishing that she was invisible. So it's an incredibly large leap to take from for so many years wishing that you were invisible, that people didn't see you 
to allowing yourself being comfortable and confident being seen by complete strangers and, you know, people leaving comments. And we know that people could, you know, be not so nice on social media, but it takes a huge leap of faith and a lot of healing and working to get there. And, you know, depending on the type of business that you have, and I would venture to say most businesses nowadays um, stand to grant stand to benefit greatly from social media exposure and video exposure, you know, it's, it's a necessity. It's not something that, you know, she could afford to avoid. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's really interesting to see how these things that seem unrelated or that go so deep, you know, come out as, as, you know, the, the thing that's kind of standing in our own way, the thing that's standing in between us and getting to that next level. Yeah, it's, it, it really can't be understated. Like that's a very good example um, with that because a lot of them you, you can, you, you're going back. It's not because, okay, I'm 35 and, you know, three years ago someone said something bad to me. I mean, you're not, that's not going to crumble you, okay? It's going to be in those formative years, right. you know, that, that's going to set the direction. If you, and especially if you just, okay, you get through it by the time you're a junior in high school and now you're in the cool guys club and whatever mm-hmm. you get through and it's all good and you go to college, but it's, it's too late. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, 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 I mean, maybe by, you know, maybe a very minute percentage can make the transition on their own. But like you said, as you climb the ladder, mm-hmm. as you, as you grow a business, as you become a better leader, uh, you, these things are going to become glaring. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to be like just in the shadow. Mm-hmm. They're going to be glaring roadblocks for you. Right. Um, and people need, again, I love the word, they need the awareness mm-hmm. that they got to get someone to help them. Yeah. You know, and I I found another thing interesting going back on one thing you said before with talking to some people, uh, when they realize they're not aligned with who they really are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They get into business because as most people do in the beginning, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make all this money. Yeah. You know, they tie this success and then they yeah, talk to them again in two years and they realize maybe it's not the money. That's such a big deal. You know, uh, they learn so much more. But it's fascinating that, that you've worked with people and find that because, again, do you have family that tell you who you are, what you are, what you're going to do? Yes. Right? That maybe it's a family business and you're in it and you hate it. Exactly. Uh, maybe you get in the business again because it's the thing to do. You kind of hung out with some other entrepreneurs and you're all making businesses or you feel that's a great way to get it. But, you know, the problem is, like, I know this from my own personal experience, you get your ego gets involved, mm. you get some pride involved, and then you're going to stick it out because you started this thing right. and you're not going to quit exactly. right? because then you're a failure. Uh-huh. In your mind, right. Mm-hmm. So, so. You know, you have, I can imagine, I'm better you than me, all I'm saying, because I'm no counselor, all right, to, to, to help someone through that and actually be able to make that they literally have to get out of what they're doing because it just isn't fulfilling their purpose. Yeah. You know, that's, I, I, that's a pretty monumental achievement to come to that realization, accept it, you know, willfully, mm-hmm. and then move on. Yeah, so, I have to be honest. Those are some, those clients, when I work with them, they're the ones that some of the ones that I feel the most proud of, because like you said, as you can imagine, you build something where people are looking at you like, wow, you have it all. And inside you, you don't feel like you have it all. You feel frustrated. 
you feel exhausted, you feel like a fake because you, you know, what people see you as doesn't align with how you feel about what you have. And when they get to a point where they can get over this idea that if they walk away from it onto something else, that that's not failure, that's doing what's best for you and possibly your family as well. That is an earth shattering uh, kind of uh, chasm to cross from being this successful entrepreneur to saying, you know what, this isn't for me. And I have to be honest with you. um, I don't know if you're much of an Instagrammer, but we really have this social media culture. I feel like particularly those of the millennial and and younger uh, ages where entrepreneurship is made to just look like everything that you could ever want and need in life wrapped up in a beautiful bow handed to you. Yeah. I I call it the comparison culture. Yeah. And it's, and I suffer from it too. Okay. I don't do Instagram. Okay. I don't do Instagram. (laughs) Okay. But, but it's uh, two things on that. Like you're totally on point with that. And it it, it crushes a lot of people. It it really keeps them from being who they really are and what they can really achieve. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really a setback looking at that kind of stuff. But another thing it takes me back to with my old business in 08, 09, when things crashed and they kind of ended, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. My friends who had known me for a long time and I'd become the best of what I did and made amazing things and didn't feel, and they were, they were so like, literally like brokenhearted, like I wasn't going to continue. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm finished. I, I built over a thousand of these things. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I just, I'm done. Right. The economy pushed me into it. This was a good time. Yeah, I got to start. There's like, you can't, man. There's no one, no one can do it. I go, it doesn't matter. I'm done. Sold everything. My wife was freaking. It's like, you're like, really? You're selling like everything, like every piece of welding equipment and machine. And I'm like, I'm just, I can't. I'm very extreme individual. I just go one, <laughs> very black and white. So, so I'm like. You really knew. You knew you were done. <laughs> yeah, I really was. Well, I mean, I, I took a video of me like burning my uniform shirts and everything else, you know, I'm like, and see these brand new, taking them out of the package. I'm done. I'm in right. the backyard in a bonfire, like throwing them on there. This is, this is liberating and I'm burning stuff, you know, so I get it. It's a very hard thing to do, you know, and there's still times when you look back because of the success I achieved and the things I was able to do that I don't do anymore. You kind of look back like, you know, and you wonder, but I'm like, man, there's a reason that my life is so much better since that, since that kind of, you know, revelation, uh, realization. It's just better. It's a struggle. It wasn't easy. You know, but man, I, it's the best. So, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome that you can help people see that because the, I'm just saying it's gotta be like really difficult. Like you said, I get why you're probably the proudest of those people because that takes a lot of work. Yeah. And, and they just, um, you don't want, you, you don't want to see people unhappy and you certainly don't want to see people miserable and, and scared. And, and it's funny because what you said that your, your friend's reaction was, you know, everyone has a reaction. So we get it from our family. We get it from our friends. We get it from coworkers. uh, We get it from society and media and all of these different things kind of muddy the waters of our self-awareness. So it is really a constant, you have to check in with yourself frequently. And 
And not to mention, besides those external forces, then you touched on this before, then there's also your ego kind of pulling you by the hand, um, having you chase shiny objects, having you chase things that you feel like, oh, you know, they're going to be so jealous of you if they see you with this, or they're going to really admire you if you can achieve that. So you really have to, it requires a degree of reflection and you have to be disciplined in doing this um, in order to unmuddy those waters and gain that clarity that we all need. Because lack of clarity is really one of the biggest time wasters in terms of achieving our goals. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I teach on that a lot, a lot. You know, I was just thinking as you're talking about this, you know, and the people that, you know, hey, I got this accolade, I got this, I won this award. And I was thinking about my, my kids, you know, as they go through some stuff in the basement kind of thing, you know, and they find like, okay, here's me. Okay, so I was a you know, U.S. Marine, the champion boxer, black belt. I've done all this stuff. I won awards, been published in magazines and won all these, all this stuff, right? Well, it's all in a box, in boxes right <laughs> trophies i gave away my trophies from all wow. my fights like my old roommate was also my trainer and they hear you're opening the gym you use these put these in the window you don't <laughs> want them i don't want them you know so i was always like i you know like stuff stuff's tucked away in a box i don't display it uh-huh. you know best this best that you know all this stuff so but it's kind of one of those weird things like that's why i go back to you know some people care some don't i mean it's cool to get it Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm not like displaying it, you know, so there's a whole, there's a whole package of, you know, issues in that by itself, right? So <laughs> we don't have to dig into that. But I'm just <laughs> saying that there's, there's the difference, right? Other people want to put them on the wall and, and, and take a picture in front of it. Mm-hmm. I, I throw them in a box and get on to the next thing. Right, you right. Know? So it's kind of that, it's kind of that, you know, that weird dichotomy of achievement, but, you know, lack of desire for achievement. Maybe that's not the case, but I don't word it. You know, like I want to get on to the next thing. Right. Well, I can do. Yeah, and you know that's okay if that's if that's you, and if you know that that's you. Like, okay, I've done this. Now I'm ready for the next thing. But you also have to take stock because if you're someone who finds yourself doing that type of thing, like, okay, I achieved this now. Uh, you know, that, that feeling of fulfillment that I thought it would bring, eh, I'm not really feeling it or it lasted five minutes. Now what's next? It's like chasing the next high. But the truth of the matter is that that's just not a sustainable way of living, right? It's not sustainable for a lifetime of happiness and fulfillment. So you have to really kind of clear your mental and emotional space often enough to realize is, is, are the goals that I'm chasing really aligned with what I want? Do they matter to me? And I have a little exercise that I have people do um, where they kind of grade, they write down one goal at a time and then they give it a grade. So they grade it against themselves, how badly they want it on a scale of one to 10, uh, how much it would mean to their family, how much it would mean to their friends and how much it would mean to their coworkers. If you find that the goals that you list mean more to other people or that your ego is doing it because, oh, it wants to impress the friends or make the family proud. So if for them, it's like a 10, which is super important, but for you, it only rates at like a five, you're going to want to rethink that goal and rethink the reasons why 
why do you want to work towards that goal? Is that the right goal for you? Because it's, it's hard enough to achieve the goals that you really are 100%, you know, on fire about, but it is ridiculously hard, almost impossible to achieve the goals that you don't even really want that badly. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing that there's no, you know, when, 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 when this, and there's people who are just, we call them number ones, you know, they, they please everybody else. Okay. They're mm-hmm. last, everybody else comes first. So those people can live, they can achieve those goals because they, they'll get their fulfillment from helping others, impressing others, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and yeah. doing that stuff, which I am not that person at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> like, so yeah, you're right. If, you, if you're not fired up with a goal, cause I've done it, I've had those goals you're talking about that there's someone else's goals. Right. You know, you see them, someone talks about that. Oh, that'd be cool to have. But then you realize I could give a rip about that. <laughs> you're halfway through. You're like, what am I doing? I don't care about this. You know, this isn't going to change my life. This isn't going to, this isn't doing anything for me. And you, and you abandon the goal. And that's why most of them probably don't ever complete them anyways. Cause they, they have that inner realization, even yeah. though they won't voice it. They're like, this is, this is just, but I got to hustle and I got to grind. You know, right. I get that goal, and they, they always confuse that. I give a lot of a lot of, a, a lot of crap about the hustle and grind thing all the time because it's so overused. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> usually it's ridiculous. You know, it all, all it does is burn people out and ruin them. Right. Uh, but you know, I got to do that because so and so did it. He's a you know gazillionaire, and I've got to be like this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. So when you're following someone else's path, yeah, it's. I mean, I get it. You want to learn from others who have been where you want to go. Right. But it doesn't mean that you have to be in their footsteps. Exactly. exactly. And it doesn't mean that what worked for them is going to work for you. And that's like reason one million and one why I tell people they have to be operating at an increased level of self-awareness because there are so many tips out there and, you know, tips that are conflicting even. And yeah, it might've worked for this person, but you're not going down the same exact trail that that person's going down. Um, you know, so you have to kind of take every bit of advice with a large dose of self-awareness. Like for example, I, I mean, I've read, I know in Tim Ferriss's books, he talks to all these like uber successful right. people and their tip seems to be like, wake up at four and five in the morning. Right. Well, I tried that a couple of days and I was the most miserable human being. <laughs> I do it every day, Lisa, every day. I, I mean, I'm the morning person. I'm the most obnoxious person. in the, my wife, don't even talk to her before 9 a.m. Okay. And when you do bring her a cup of coffee first, don't before she gets out of bed. So yeah, yeah she's but I am 4 a.m. guy. You know, so yeah. So we, yeah. I drive you nuts. (laughs) Yeah, no. So yeah, so I I found out really fast that that just doesn't work for me. And I said, you know what? There's no reason just because I can't wake up at four o'clock in the morning doesn't mean that I can't crush it my way. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to achieve my goals my way. Maybe I don't get as much done in the day, or maybe I have to be super strict about prioritizing and cutting, like trimming the fat, so to speak, on the activities that really are just busy work, you know? So there, there are ways to compensate and there are ways to, to create your success your way. Yeah, it's about like, like I'll say back to my wife, I don't get as much done as she does. 
I might be up more in the morning, but she's up till one in the morning. Okay, getting stuff done. Okay, she's homeschools the kids, does all that stuff. Then she's doing lesson plans and all this stuff at night. And she's just getting rolling at nine o'clock at night. I'm not, I go to bed at nine, okay, because I got I got to wake up, you know. So you know, it's interesting, and it's the personality that you have to be aware of. You have to understand how you operate, right? I mean, we have, all have our little um, you know magic time in the day where we get the most done. My mind's that. 4 a.m., 4.30 to 6.37. You know, I get a lot done. There's no distractions. I really knock a lot out of the park. And it's a good day. It sets my whole tone for the day. And I get a lot done. Other people, that can be at 9 o'clock at night. That's my wife. She's just getting revved up, you know, at 9 o'clock. And I'm just, you know, good night. So it's, and, and I think that awareness aspect is really important on that. And that goes, that goes very deep, like we've talked about throughout this interview, is when you understand that, you need to understand strengths and weaknesses. That's part of awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think you also need to, is to know how to apply them. And that awareness, you have to understand, I think with, with self-awareness, and you can, you know, let me know if I'm off base here. Mm-hmm. You got to, that self-awareness also gives you the ability to apply things properly. Do you, do you find that like the application of these things? You know, you could have three different people put the same thing on, on their desk in front of them and see what they do with it, right? And maybe done three completely different ways because they understand how they get things done. Absolutely. And and that there is no wrong way or right way. It's If you have three different people, right? And they're going after the same goal and they have, each of them, let's say, has a different method of, of going after that goal, right? Well, you could say, Who's going to be the one to achieve that goal first? And it doesn't really have anything to do with their method. It, it would be the, the one whose method is most aligned with who they are. So if you have someone chasing a goal and they have just, you know, this path that they've created for themselves that is just not workable into their life. It's like the person that says that they want to go to the gym. They want to start going to the gym and they say, I'm going to go six days a week for an hour and a half a day. And then they do it for a week and then they burn out really fast. They go so, that long. They go a whole week. <laughs> I, I, I probably don't get past day three. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like you said, you have to know, you have to, you know, you have to be aligned with the goal and you have to also be able to take the size bites towards that goal that are doable for you. You can't, that's no time to overestimate yourself or lie to yourself about what you can fit in. Because if you do that, you're going to start not showing up for yourself. And once we get into a pattern where we're not showing up for ourselves, that's when the negative self-talk starts. Oh, you know, you're not driven enough. Oh, you are not passionate enough. You're, you don't have enough energy. Um, you know, you never, you never stick to what you say you're going to do. So, you know, it creates this really negative snowball effect. Now, if you take tiny little steps that are doable for you, you're creating these little wins that snowball into positive forward momentum. And it may take you a little bit longer, but you will get there while the other person who shot right out of the gate with all these crazy expectations of themselves is going to fall flat. Right. I think, I think what a lot of them do is they not only do they start doing negative self-talk, but they start even worse than negative self-talk. I think it's starting to create excuses for why. 
Mm-hmm. So now they start creating an excuse. Well, that's because it didn't work, you know. And then and it, they just keep coming excuse of why they didn't achieve the goal that they set for themselves, without the realization it was just it was way overblown, too much, too soon, you know, right. the the whole thing. And and we're we're all kind of guilty of that, you know. I'm a I'm what I call myself. I'm a doer, but I'm a finisher. Uh-huh. Okay, I really like to do things, but I have to finish things. So right. I learned that if I don't have end dates for things, I really struggle. I am a deadline. I love deadlines. I only work under pressure. You can't give me a whenever time. Like that, what I would do, I would do commissions for my art, right? As a steel sculptor and stuff too. And people say, oh, I go, well, when's like it done? Well, whenever I go, ooh, that's a really bad time for me. Uh, you know, whenever it doesn't work because you ain't never going to get it. Okay. Right. And right. so you call me, say, hey, you're almost done. I go, yeah, tomorrow. And I'll build it that night. Okay, <laughs> it'll be perfect <laughs> and you'll love it and all be good. You know, and that's really what I did. I'm like, you have to give me a deadline. I right. mean, I can't, I can't function on the open end thing. I was joking with somebody the other day, like someone sweeping the floor. My kids were, you know, got hardwood floors and they're sweeping. And I like see piles. I'm like, listen, you got to pick up the pile. Okay, now I'm not OCD. I'm just like, you got to finish. You're like leaving piles. Right. I appreciate you sweat, but I think it's better if you don't put it in a pile. Okay, right. because be, <laughs> it drives me crazy. Like, just please sweep it up, you know. So it's, it's that kind of thing. So I've learned that that's a big part of how I operate. Right. You know, that's so funny. I set, so I get into something. I like look, honey. I got to finish. Yeah. I redid my whole academy, right? So it's a huge, it's a huge thing. I ten x the whole thing. Wow. Well, it was two months straight of solid work because oh. I can't leave it unfinished. Sure. You know, but it's beautiful. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and it's worth it and it's done and now you don't have to think about it right exactly exactly again that's just my my own self-awareness knowing what my limitations are and what some of my strengths are because i can focus for long periods of time if i'm on the same thing i don't multitask right that's funny because i am the complete opposite of you (laughs) i and i just like your wife i homeschool um my almost six and seven year old i have my clients and then i have i have my podcast that i'm starting to um you know do interviews for it'll be the first time that i'm starting to have guests on my podcast and then of course i'm on podcasts just like yours right now and like if i do like uh i don't know if anyone remembers that show uh John and Kate plus eight, like they had a million kids and yeah. he had like a strict, strict schedule that would freak me out. And if I didn't get something done in the time frame that I allotted it, it would give me anxiety and it could, you know, it kind of triggers that little negative self-talk. So what I do is I do a loose scheduling where I'll say, okay, you know, in the AM part of the day, I'd like to accomplish A, B, C, and D. And in the PM portion, I'd like to accomplish, you know, this. And these are like, maybe I'll highlight the things that are my non-negotiables for the day. Like they have to get done and I'll put a little, you know, something else, uh, another color code um, on the, the activities that if they had to get put off, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But that makes me feel like, okay, let's, let's do this. And, you know, everyone is just going with the flow and yeah, that, that works, that works for me. And see, so you can have, and this is why it's so important. You could have two completely different um, pieces of advice. One thing that works for one person and a completely different thing that works for another. And in your self-awareness, you have to say, oh, well, maybe, you know, the in-between of that would work for me. Or, you know, you come up with your own thing. So I'm not big on, um, 
like a lot of times, like uh, you'll get people that want to give you like um, these kind of things where you, you swap or, or swipe files, they call them, where you kind of like copy and paste certain things. And you basically do it exactly the way that they're telling you to do it. You, I, I very much believe in developing things on your own because even when it comes to branding, you're, you being in an increased level of self-awareness helps you to align with your brand and create a brand awareness. Um, so, you know, getting these, these tools that a lot of, you know, people try to sell you, it's okay to have a guideline. And, and if it's helpful, that's great. But you really have to just you know, instead of cutting corners, take the journey yourself, because number one, you're going to increase your self-awareness. And number two, you're going to learn so much about yourself that you can apply to your business and apply to your life. And again, you are the magic in your business. You are the difference between your business and the competitor, right? So you really have to, you can't afford to just go along with all of the hacks and just do things exactly the way someone else is telling you to do them. You really have to step back and take the time and develop these things for your, for yourself and for your own business. Yeah. I think also, you know, if you truly have the entrepreneurial bug or the DNA, let's call it the DNA, you're going to probably do that anyways, Mm -hmm. because you kind of have this going to do it my way thing. It's interesting with my, one of my sons, one of my twin boys are 13 and, uh, he started a business with a friend. Okay. So it's an internet affiliate marketing. They want to do this. So and they, I'm like, okay, well I can help you with that. You know, cause I, okay. But they get going as buddies getting all the stuff and they're buying office equipment and working right. and doing all this stuff. I'm like, all right, we're making money yet. Or are you going <laughs> to keep getting ready to get ready? What are you doing here? <laughs> you know, how many more chairs you need? Okay. I think we're good here. I go. So what are you doing? <laughs> so what we got to build this, we're going to blog. We're going to do this. I go, you're going to create your own I go, do you understand what that's going to do? Oh, we understand. Okay. So I had to let them like, okay, so two months go by, three months go by, they've gone nowhere. Right. right? And they, they started, they're trying, but they don't get like, I go, you know, there's an easier way to get started that can actually generate cash flow while you build yours. So I had to give them that, you know, I had to give an out just like you would do with a self-awareness guy who's not aligned, right? I'm like, you still do your thing, but that's a two-year process. Right. You can make a dollar. Okay, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, do you want to make some money now? Let's make some money now, so you can feed the the beast that you want right. to create over here. So, but but like I said, I had to let them figure that out. Right. So I had to let the months go by, and then I finally, could you help us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can help you. Know, but but it wouldn't have that wouldn't have mattered three months ago. Right. Because I would have been stepping on their toes, and I'll show you how to do it. You right. know, and everything else. And I'm still not showing them everything. I'm just I'm just take this path. Right. Start here, then you'll, you'll see what happens. So it's, Um, no guidance is great, but I I've seen, you know, where it's like, okay, take, take my words verbatim and copy and paste them into your your email, you know, and, and it's like, well, then that's not really your voice, you know, and you, you very much want your voice to be heard because your voice is the difference between you and you know, somebody else. So really, I, I, I preach self-awareness because number one, it could be a little bit intimidating. It is 
an ever-evolving thing. It's not something that, oh, hey, I found my self-awareness. You, you pick it up and you put it in your pocket and you're done, right? You, you are constantly evolving. And so your self-awareness evolves as well. But it is, I would venture to say, the number one tool, if you stick with it um, and allow it to continue to develop and grow just like you do, that will get you to the success and beyond the success that you're looking for and, you know, the fulfillment that you're looking for in business, but in life as well. Yeah, I think that, you know, the big word there is fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because again, it's, you know, and I'll go back to my example. I mean, the, the accolades and the awards and the accomplishments, they weren't really fulfilling Mm -hmm. you know so you, you got you there there has to be a greater purpose to what you're doing you know so and again you have to figure that out you know and it takes work I've, I've been on a few podcasts where we've talked about this and we talk about silence you know mm -hmm. the, oh 10 minutes of silence in the morning and 10 minutes at night and people and i go most people don't like that <laughs> most people are not good with with their own thoughts no okay? and this is this is a key to self-awareness you got to learn how to spend that time with no phone, no music, no anything. Wow. Again, nothing wrong with that stuff. But if you if you can't put that down and be alone with your thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have trouble with the self-awareness, right? Absolutely. In fact, one of my favorite tools for developing self-awareness, it's one that I myself resisted for years. And it's not like some new suggestion or some big secret, but it's journaling. And I say to myself, you know, who why would I in my right mind, or as much as I already have to do, why would I want to add something else to my to-do list? Um, so after years of resisting it, I finally said, okay, let's try it. What the heck? And, you know, you start uncovering patterns and you have these aha moments that really, they feel like, you know, getting to watch lightning strike. And it, that becomes addicting. So it, it's a hard habit to start but once you start making progress with it it actually becomes something that's really easy to stick to and something that you actually look forward to you know because we want we want to see the benefits you know we want all right how's this going to benefit me now so journaling takes a little while but once you get into the habit you start uncovering things that won't just affect, you know, um, your fulfillment in business. It'll affect your fulfillment in say business and your personal or, or romantic relationships. You know, it'll affect multiple aspects of your life at once. Um, and so it really is it, having, creating that kind of quiet time and being able to just, even if it's just speaking into your, the app on your phone, the, the recorder app, you know what I mean? And, and being able to go back and listen to that if you're on the go all the time, it, it really is, uh, it's priceless. It really is a priceless habit to pick up. Well, I think also on that, it's when you go look back, when you flip back a year, two mm -hmm. years, and you, you see where you were. Yeah. that's the that's real power of that because you go back a oh, holy cow when you're thinking maybe you didn't do a lot wow yeah. a year's gone by and whatever and you start and you flipping through the pages you go back to last january mm -hmm. and you're like oh wow and then you see real emotion you put in there and what was going on and then you see yeah. how you dealt with it and i also love that because that's something you hand down yeah you know, that that's an educational tool for another family member 
your your children, whatever they see, it's like, wow, that's kind of a cool journey, you know. So it's you're you're doing it as almost a legacy thing as well. It's kind of you know, you, if I always like to kind of, I like to make it a little more maybe grand than it is, but it still feels like you know when again my kids can grab this stuff with my box of stuff that I was hiding, you know what I mean? All of a sudden they find the journals like, oh man, this guy was wow, you know, because <laughs> my kids go, said you've done a lot. <laughs> I go, yeah, I know. My my one of my other sons, he's just turned sixteen. He's a writer, a very good artist, and he's doing um some kind of crazy online comics and stuff, you know. But he's oh, cool. he's got he's got an artist, even though he's real good. He doesn't want to do the drawing, but he's writing wow. these stories and he's scripting it out and he journals. My daughter journals, you know. So I'm like, these are the best habits you guys could ever get into. That's you know, excellent. And it's just, and it is a very powerful thing that they can start young. It doesn't matter what goes in it. No one mm-hmm. needs to see it. But like you said, you build that habit. Right. You, know, you are going to tap into some self-awareness like nobody else. Oh, absolutely. And I'm so happy that you mentioned too, the aspect of, you know, life comes at us so fast. And so we look back so, so often and we don't give ourselves the credit that we need to build that positive self-talk and that positive forward momentum because if we're just thinking back, we, we missed so much of that in between, right? If we don't get it down on paper. And so it's so easy to underestimate how far you've come. Um, and, you know, if you're looking for someone to validate you and give you a pat on the back, we know by now that that's like, don't hold your breath. But in that journaling, that's your validation. You know, that's your proof of, wow, this is where I started. And look at, look at how far I've come. And if you have a goal, that's maybe a goal that might take a year, like a long-term goal to achieve, it could feel, you know, we get like destination fixation where, okay, I'll be happy when I get to that end result. And that end result is all that matters. But when you look back, you don't even realize all of these other positive habits or skills or connections with other people that you've made, you know, because you're so focused just on that end result. So journaling your journey is is the chapter of my book. That is an amazing tool. Like we just kind of touched on for so many different reasons. Yeah, that's really good. Um, Understanding the connections that were made because of what you were doing, because a lot of times, um, you don't put those pieces together. You forget because you're mm-hmm. moving quickly, right? You're moving forward. We want to, you know, we're, we're doers. We get things done. You know, we're achievers. We want to, you know, we're, we're building businesses. We want, we want to achieve goals. Right. And a lot of times we forget, you know, and sometimes it's bad because you forget the people you trampled on the way to the top. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a common thing for builders and stuff like that. You know, business builders, you know, they, they tend to leave awake of bodies in their past. You know what I mean? So this helps you kind of remember, you know, what you're doing, where it's going. It also, you know, on the flip side, it can actually demonstrate that you really didn't do a lot. You know, we got to be honest too. and be like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, well, I just, yeah, I burned up about five months there, you yeah, know, just, I, uh, you know, just exactly. thinking about it is terrible. Exactly. And then that's how you learn, right? It's a tool for learning um, what works. And it's also a tool for learning what doesn't work, right? Because we underestimate ourselves, but we also overestimate ourselves and our efforts. Um, So you could say, wow, I've been putting so much time and effort and maybe even money into this thing, right? And look at this gap of time that I am still not seeing like the return on that investment. So yeah, it, it's beneficial for so many different reasons, whether it comes down to having to, you know, tweak certain methods or realizing, Hey, you know, I need to dedicate more time to this or, 
maybe I'm spending too much time in one area. I need to kind of dedicate it to another area. Journaling really is, it's just, it's a very powerful tool. It's powerful, it's underestimated, and it's seen in the wrong light. I think a lot of people see it as kind of this pain in the rear end type of chore that they have to do. But again, you gain so much from it. And once you start seeing that value, it sticks like glue. Yeah, that's right. And again, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's probably one of the more positive habits you can create. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no downside to it. No, not at all. Right. So it's, that, that's, a, that's an important, uh, an important revelation there. So that's, that's fantastic. What, uh, let's kind of hear the tail end here. What have been probably the number one or number two, you know, biggest hurdles that mm-hmm. you've had to overcome with people? And I won't just say the number one or two, but the most consistent hurdles are some commonalities, right? As, we, as we're working our way through self-awareness, realization and things like that. So uh, do you see commonalities or a couple of things that kind of like are at the base of everybody and you got to work through those and then go on to the next thing or how does that work? Oh, absolutely. So I would say the top two sticking points, I'll call them, uh, with some with many of the clients that I work with. And you'll see this with people at all different levels of awareness and all different levels of achievement under their belt. The first one I would say is accountability, being able to hold themselves accountable. This would surprise most people because you would think, okay, if this person's already in a high degree of success, they're used to taking accountability. They're used to holding themselves responsible. But when we're digging into our self-awareness to get through to that next level, and when those issues, you know, that might've transpired when we were younger, you know, that involve our parents or whoever raised us or, or teachers or mentors, when those things start to come up, it's really difficult, especially if someone actually did hurt you um, or, or wronged you in some way. It's hard to take responsibility. So what I like to say is it's not so much about being responsible as in saying that you're the one that's at fault, but it's being responsible in the sense that you are empowering yourself because you're acknowledging that you are able, you have the ability to write that wrong, whether it's, you know, shifting your perspective on it, or if it's an action that needs to be taken, you don't have to wait and rely on someone else to realize that they, you know, held you back in some way. And you don't have to wait for them to come to you and say, okay, what can I do now to write that wrong? It's on you to do that. A lot of people get really defensive when it comes down to um, responsibility because they feel like they have to admit that they've done something wrong. Sometimes it is that way, but sometimes it isn't. What you do have to acknowledge though, is that your response able, you are able to shift things. You don't have to wait on anyone else. And that is so liberating once they get it. Once they get it, it's almost like you, you see them carry themselves differently. They don't have this weight on their shoulder anymore. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is that some people just do not, they're not ready to part with their false truths and they're not willing to part with their self-limiting beliefs. They want to hold on to them um, because either 
there's an underlying fear of success, right? So you have been there, some- been there, been there. Yeah. I'll raise my hand. Okay, been yeah, there. So like you'll you'll have someone who it's like, my gosh, your toe is right in the door of that goal, that end result. Why are you not stepping into it? And they just, you know, at certain points for certain reasons, they don't want to let go of the things that are actually holding them back as counterintuitive as that is. But again, that's why you have to get into all these underlying root causes of the situation. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. You know, it really is. It, it's important and not everyone's going to make it. Right. You know, that's just the reality. You know, I mean, you can, but, you know, I, I will say this and you I'm sure you've experienced this in your in your in your coach in your practice here is that it doesn't matter if they don't make it all the way they made progress okay and maybe you're not the one that took them all the way maybe in three more years they find someone else and they they finally are willing to let go and accept and they can go from there you know so we also have to take that as coaches because we're both coaches a lot of coaches listen to this that you you're you're still gaining momentum with people Okay, you're still taking them to another place. They might not get all the way where you want them to go, but you can't you can't let that be the judge for yourself. Like it's not that you failed. Right. You, know, you have to understand that people they like you just said, they're not letting go. Right, right. Not, and you can't do anything about that. You know, you get right. to a point where okay, well, this is where it ends for right. us. Right. You know? And and as a coach though, like you touched on, like you might have planted a seed within that person that even though they're not ready to act on it while they're with you, maybe it takes them, like you said, two, three years down the road, but all of a sudden something happens where that shift occurs. And I don't know about you, but I know for me personally, whenever I've had a, a mental shift where it's like a light bulb just suddenly goes off, it's not usually this big dramatic catalyst you know it's usually something that happens so quietly and so calmly that I you know this goes back to the journaling that if I didn't journal it I almost wouldn't notice that it happened right so so sometimes they take it and and even if they walk away feeling like you know what I wish that I I would have achieved more while I worked with this coach or that coach sometimes that seed has been planted and they won't even realize once it does finally kind of click for them that that's where it came from. But we have to have the confidence in ourselves to know that it will come eventually. And whether, you know, it's not about us getting the credit for it. It's just about them getting there in their time, you know, across their journey. Right. I call it, it's you're building evidence for a case. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and the journal's part of that. All of a sudden, you've got all this evidence. You brought one witness, then another one, then another one, and you brought this documentation. And it took a long time to present the case, but finally, like you said, the light bulb is just the okay. final piece of evidence to go, okay, I, I can't deny this anymore. Right. You know, and then you just get it. So it's kind of, that's why it's important to know as a coach that, like you said, we're laying, we might be just, we might be the groundwork guy. We might be the prep guy. Right. Right. We're going and we're just going to, we're starting the process. This guy just had a realization he needs to, a coach. He needs some help. Well, believe me, you're not going to take the man to the top of the mountain usually. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to gear you up first. Okay. I get to gear you up. Right. The next guy's going to take you through the base climb. Yeah. Okay. We got a guy who's going to take you, how you, they're going to show you how you summit, you know, hanging by two fingers. Okay. So, you know, right. I'm not the two finger guy. 
All right, I'm here to gear you up or whatever. You know, we all have our different strengths and weaknesses. So that's, right, a, that's a great analogy. <laughs> it's, it's, just a, it's just a good way to keep things in perspective because just say everything we just talked about for this past hour is just that, like even as a coach and as ourselves helping others, we have to be aware of our limitations as well and know that I've always, I, I came to the realization a long time ago that I have my limits, I have my ceilings, I have my skills and I, you know, just like my, my philosophy is never be the smartest guy in the room, you know, go find another room. So right. it's the same thing as a trainer. You know, I'm a great trainer. I can teach you this. I can take you to this level, uh, but I'm going to encourage you to get more. There's times when the student has to be, you know, graduated, right? And you go on to the next level. It's just, you know, do your job, do it the best, and then they can continue from there. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I love it. Lisa, this has been fantastic. I told you this fly right by. See, it we, totally did. Yes. You just, you just get going on these topics. And it's just, I love, I love all my guests. I've been like unbelievably blessed. I did like, I think I had 30 guests in December. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great month, but everyone just brings so much to the table. I'm like, wow. Like you never, I can't believe how much is out there. I'm, I'm even astounded. Right. Okay. I mean, you get people just like people like you and everyone else, you just, you have so much to offer people, you know, and I just love it that we have the ability now in the world, whether it's podcasts, coaching programs, online teaching, man, you have no excuse for working towards being the best you can be. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of people who do similar things, but we all don't match. Right. Exactly. There's different clients for different people. And I, I always, I always emphasize that uh, because it's important to understand, like sometimes you don't get results because you just didn't have the match. Right. You, know, you, just weren't, you weren't matched up. You weren't clicking. That's okay. Right. You know, the sooner you figure that out, the better. I can tell you that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so you can move on and find a way. And, and it's, and no one takes it personal. You know, I mean, right. as a coach, I don't take it personal. You know, I mean, there's guys I won't even take in the program because I can just tell it's not going to work. I was just going to say, yeah, you definitely, you, it's better to kind of qualify people to see if you're going to be a match for them because you don't want to waste their time. You don't want to waste your own time. You want to be there for the people who are going to look at you and be like, okay, this is the coach that I want to work with. Right. And we're good. We want to get results. Right. You know, I want, I want results probably more than my client. <laughs> exactly. You know, I want results for them. You know I mean? That's just the way I'm, I'm built, you know? Right. So that's awesome. Well, Lisa, why don't you give out some links? How can people follow you? get in contact with you, you know, check out your coach and stuff, whatever you've got. I'll also put them in the show notes. So I'll give them all the links and everything else in that too, but just go ahead and give that stuff out so they can uh, get in touch. Sure. So uh, you can basically find me at lisalatimer.com. That's my website. Um, and from there, you, there's my coaching on there, my courses. There's a link to those on there. There's a link to my book on there as well. And the uh, social media profile that I'm the most active on is on Instagram. And you can find me there. My handle is at personal growth, uh, personal growth underscore lifestyle. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put all that in the show notes so people have a way to get to that if they didn't hear it here or don't want to rewind or whatever their issue is. Okay, we'll, we'll make sure they can get in touch. So. We need clickable links that take us directly. We That's don't like right. to search That's bars right. anymore. We'll, we'll keep it simple. 
you know, <laughs> speed. I need speed. Speed attracts money. I need to get yes. better now. I want to get better now. I need to be aware now. I right. Need to be aware that I don't like to wait. Okay. <laughs> so, but thanks for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're helping a lot of people doing a lot of stuff and I appreciate it. I'm glad we got a time to uh, put aside here to talk about this. This is such a cool topic and yeah. it's not, it's not what you're going to get into every day. All no. right. You don't, and, and that's why I, I love the freshness of it. You know, I like bringing something new to, new to the, my listeners and stuff. That's, it helps me too, obviously. I'm, I'm taking notes. Yeah. So. No, well, thank you so much for having me, Richard. Yes, it was a great conversation. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Thanks so much. We will, we will, we will be in touch again. We can, we can go to the next level with this stuff, I'm sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Awesome. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Richard. Take care. Thank you for listening to the E-Top Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked what you've heard, please leave a great review for us. Your subscription and review helps us reach more people so we can show them how to escape the owner prison. Also, check out the links in the show notes about today's guests and more ways to connect with E-Top on social media. Stay strong and keep moving forward with your business.